Welcome to episode four of the Toxic Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Lillian Lalo. The theme for this week is saying no when approached to support a multi-level marketing hobby. And you'll hear me sometimes refer to MLMs as hobbies instead of businesses because with a hobby, you don't make an income. In fact, you usually lose money by doing a hobby. Anyway, I think saying no is not only important for our sanity, but it's one of the key ways that we can help spread education against the predatory nature of the multi-level marketing business model. We can use cold messages, invitations to parties, and any MLM solicitation as a moment to potentially help that person in a way that will actually support them instead of hurt them. Knowing how to say no is a skill that is harder than it sounds. And I think as we become adults, we have trouble saying no. But do you have any memories from your toddler years? No might have been your favorite word. I think we've been conditioned to hear the word no and think it sounds harsh. Maybe it even triggers a tiny bit of oppositional defiance in our brains when someone tells us no. Respectful parenting expert Janet Lansbury even teaches parents to avoid saying the word no as much as possible. She believes you should only reserve the actual word no for moments when the child might be about to hurt themselves or someone else. If you are a parent, I highly recommend Janet's books and podcasts, which I will list in the show notes. My son is almost two years old, and I've been reading and studying toddler brain development since he was born. One of my favorite books on parenting is called The Danish Way of Parenting by Jessica Alexander and Ivan Sadal. I was interested to learn that the Danes don't use phrases like the terrible twos. They actually call it the boundary stage. And as my son enters his own boundary stage, I think I'll be able to learn a lot from him as he navigates the world of defining himself as an individual person. The reason I'm telling you this story is that I want you to think of asserting your no to MLMs as simply setting a boundary. Like Janet teaches, you can say no without actually saying the word no. And yes, there are cute little calligraphied quotes all over the internet that say, quote, no is a full sentence. And we can put that on a coffee mug and leave it at that. But I know from personal experience that if I told one of my friends no without any extra words around that no, my response might come off as cold and callous. But to the credit of that Pinterest quote, it is the kindest way to treat yourself and whoever you're saying no to by being clear and direct. When I worked in media sales, there was a term we used for potential clients who sort of drag you along and they never give you a solid no. We would call that the Southern no. The person wants to be polite, but never is direct by saying, no, I'm not interested right now. Thanks for reaching out. So if you're not familiar with Southern culture in America, Southerners are known for their manners and politeness and chivalry. Children are raised to say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. And say what you will about the South, but there is no other place in the world where you will find more well-mannered people. Now, after the break, I've broken down the ways to say no when approached with an MLM solicitation. And a little teaser for you, it all depends on your relationship with the person asking you to support their MLM. That's after the break. 
I've broken down four different categories of people you might need to say no to in the world of MLMs. The first tier is that random person that you do not know, you have no connection with, and they cold message you on social media. Then on the second tier, there is the old acquaintances that you haven't spoken to in years. Third tier is a friend. And the fourth tier are the people who you deeply care about, like close family members and very, very close friends. So I like to picture this in my head. We can name the four categories as random people, acquaintances, friends, and loved ones. So first, let's talk about how we handle random cold messages. When we receive these cold messages in our social media DMs, no matter what the message says, even if it's a little offensive, don't give them that much thought. I usually say something very simple back because these people are taking only two seconds to copy and paste a message and have really given it zero thought. So that's why the messages usually start with, hey girl, or hey hun, because they're not even taking the time to use your name in their copy-paste messages. These messages are like the telemarketing solicitors that used to call landlines at dinner time, annoying, but basically harmless. I say something very simple back, like, oh no, looks like you could be involved in a business cult. Let me know if you need help escaping or more information. And I am very genuine about that. And that's it. This way, you've named what they're part of, you're nice, you're firm, and you're offering more information if they snap out of their trance of sending hundreds of copy-paste messages. If they do message back and say sure to the more information thing, I would point them to the FTC website on how to spot MLMs and illegal pyramid schemes. If they say something snarky back, don't engage. It's not worth your time and resources, and it's not your circus or your monkeys if that person is truly a random internet stranger. And on that same note, don't even feel obligated to respond to those random strangers. You can just delete the message and move on with your life if you would rather not engage. We need to save our anti-MLM energy for the people on the higher tiers of our social circle. So that brings me to level two, acquaintances. And these are people that might have been an old high school face in the crowd. You could run into them at the grocery store one day, so you don't want to make things weird. And I think we start by reframing these messages in our minds. Instead of getting irritated by this message and thinking, oh my gosh, you never spoke to me in junior high, think, whoa, this person is being pressured to connect with people that she barely knows. If you can adjust how you read the message, no matter what the words say, it can help you word a response. So when you get a cold message, instead of getting annoyed, even if the message is vaguely offensive, like asking if you want to drop the baby weight, see these messages as a little cry for help and a chance to possibly help that person see the light. I might say something like, hi, oh no, I know this might sound crazy, but I'm seeing warning signs that you might be involved in a business cult group. I sense you're being pressured to send dozens of messages like this every day. I've done some research on the MLM business model, and what I've uncovered is alarming. I'm here to help if you want more information. So you've opened the door to help them if they need it. Likely they will not respond, or they might say something like you're misinformed, and that's okay. 
Just let them get whatever it is out of their system. Don't engage until they actually ask for your help. I think that 30-minute John Oliver last week tonight segment that I listed in episode one is the perfect thing to send to someone that might want more information. It's entertaining and it's short. Our next tier is a friend. And I consider friends people you have in your phone. You know their family. You will see them again socially. You value this person's presence in your life. And I think friends are some of the hardest to handle. These are the ones you don't want to disappoint or hurt, especially if you value their friendship and don't want to create a fracture between the two of you. When you find out your friend is getting super excited and involved in an MLM, I challenge you to start seeing their situation as a cry for help as well. Something is not going well in their lives. And no judgment, join the club, we all have issues. So start seeing any MLM propaganda that the person is talking about as the friend saying, help me, I'm hurting, something's wrong in my life, I'm going through pain, I think that an MLM is an answer to my problems, I'm looking for friends, I'm struggling with my finances, the list goes on and on. But bottom line, have compassion. However, I would not jump in with any response on the matter until they reach out to you specifically to support their biz. (laughs) Sometimes people come to their own realizations about how nasty MLMs are on their own without ever messaging their friends. So if you're quick to jump in with your opinion without them opening that door, it could make them hold on to their MLM even harder. So when I respond to a friend, I like to recognize the courage it took for them to reach out. I set a clear boundary and offer access to more information. So you could say something like, Hi, I'm honored to make your list of a safe person to reach out to. Sales are not easy, especially in network marketing where recruitment is an element. I've done a lot of research on network marketing, and from an ethical standpoint, I cannot support any multi-level marketing business. That might sound a little shocking to hear, but MLMs siphon people's money, time, and resources, and also tend to push friends and family away from their victims. I can't be part of that because I value our friendship too much. Please know I'm not being a hater by telling you this. It is 100% coming from a place of love and support. If you need help or more information on my stance, let's meet in person or talk on the phone soon. I'm here for you. Something like that. So sometimes written words can come across as harsher because unspoken signals like the tone of your voice and facial expression do help convey your message in a clearer way. So the biggest thing is that you don't want the MLM victim to feel attacked and you don't want to rattle off a cliche like you're in a pyramid scheme because that will completely shut them down. That brings me to an excellent email I received from a girl named Kristen. I edited this down just a little bit, but I'm going to read most of it for you. She says, Dear Lillian, I'm a member of all the main anti-MLM Facebook groups, and I wanted to bring something up that I noticed over and over again when people post the recruitment private messages that they receive. I was thinking you can save this little tidbit and insert it wherever it fits into the podcast, which it fits perfectly right here. A common scenario I see is someone in an anti-MLM group receives the typical recruitment PM from someone they know peripherally or a total stranger. You know how it goes. The second or third thing they say after they're not interested is that they don't want to be part of a pyramid scheme. The Huns are pre-programmed with a standard comeback for that objection. 
Quote, it's not a pyramid scheme. Those are illegal. I would never be part of something illegal. In this business, we have a product. Blah, blah, blah. And they leave the conversation thinking that they got one over on their mark. I think this is a huge problem. The anti-MLMers need to remove that term completely as it leads to a gray area and misunderstanding every time. It's too complex. I notice again and again that no one learns anything once the pyramid word is mentioned. It's a brick wall to further discussion, and the anti-MLM message is thwarted when there could have been an opportunity to plant a seed or two of good information. I wanted to read this message because I 100% agree. The reason MLMs are allowed to operate is that they sell a product, but most of them are focused on recruitment and the product is just used as a front. All MLMs have canned responses ready to go to address the pyramid scheme question. If we use that term in a message, we trigger thought stopping for the MLM victim and suddenly we're labeled as the ones that are misinformed or haters. So a side note, the anti-MLM community sometimes refers to MLM scam members as Huns because when they send out those cold messages, they start with, hey, Hun, sometimes. So that's where the term comes from. I don't really use that term just for the sake of being respectful, but the term is kind of funny. And it's sort of a cute nickname if you think about it, short for honey. Anyway, now on to our fourth and final tier, the family members and loved ones. And these are your closest relationships, people you can be 100% honest with. This would be someone like a sibling or your child or your mom, your closest people. Maybe this person is going through a rough time and you're tempted to patronize their hobby to not hurt their feelings, or you want to give them a boost of happiness. But I argue that this is not the ethical thing to do when you support an MLM, even if you're doing it to be nice, you're giving the loved one false hope and you're keeping them stuck in the scam for a longer period of time. So when they ask you to join their team or buy their products, be firm with your no. Hopefully this conversation would be over the phone or in person. First, see their affiliation with their new MLM as a huge red flag. It's time to check in on your loved one. Get them talking about why they joined. Figure out what they're hoping to accomplish. Is it $100 extra dollars a week? Is it friends? Is it discounts? What drew your loved one to the flame? This is valuable information that you need to extract because their why is what you need to put your resources into. So once you know what they're hoping to accomplish with this cult group, kindly explain that you will never be able to join their team or buy their products because you can only put resources into helping them live a life free from cults and scams, period. So, Let's say I have a hypothetical daughter and she's begged me to buy a $1,000 starter kit so that she can make an emerald rank. So I would say something to her in person like, you know, sweetie, I can't put money into something that will only suck away your time, money, resources, and relationships. If you can show me how much you've already given to this company, once you've cut all ties with them, I'll put money towards a fund to help you recoup the money that you've lost. And if she needed extra cash, maybe I could hire her to come fix my electronics once a month for $100 or something like that. Whatever her why was for joining the cult group, I would do anything I could to help support that need she feels is not being met. So there you have it. The four tiers of saying no to MLM solicitations. 
And this brings me to a fitting email from our girl named Paige. She writes, Hey Lillian, I have a close family friend that's recently gotten caught up in selling for a weight loss MLM. She's a registered nurse and should know that these weight loss programs don't actually work, but she's gotten caught up in the brainwashing of it all. She recently went through a messy divorce and is now a single mom, and I would hate to see her go into financial trouble because of this. How can I go about talking to her without her losing trust? So this is a little hard because this friend that's in the cult group has not approached her other friend directly that wrote me the message. So if you have a similar situation where you're sort of watching this slow motion train wreck happening before your eyes and you feel like you have to say something, maybe at the right moment you could say, hey, be careful about the amount of money you invest. You know, statistics show that 99.6% of people lose money in MLMs. And another thing you could say is, hey, I'm always here to talk if this whole MLM thing starts to annoy you. Just make it kind of funny and not threatening. But here's the thing. Sometimes people have to go through hard things as part of their own life journey. And it can be hard to watch. But at the same time, we really can't burden ourselves by trying to save all of humanity from the perils of MLMs. But we can be nice and understanding and offer a little glimmer of hope that an outside world exists and an MLM is never the answer. Toxic Positivity is written, produced, and edited by me, Lillian Lalo. Original music by Grace Tillman. Sound mastering and publishing by Resonate Recordings. Truly empower the people you love by sharing this podcast and the anti-MLM resources listed in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. The more positive engagement this podcast receives, the more likely it is to be used as a resource for someone that needs to hear this information. Send me an email at toxicpositivitypodcast at gmail.com and your question may be used on the show. Remember, you're not alone. You have not failed. Let's expose the truth and make a difference. <laughs>